We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. This is episode number 536. You know what I'm looking forward to, Scott? When one day Harrison is old enough to understand baseball, and I can sit him down and I can explain to him, listen, Brian Cashman gave a very motivational press conference, and then the Yankees stole victory with a couple of walks and a pass ball and some pop-ups in the eighth inning against the Atlanta Braves. And that was their turnaround that the 2021 Yankees were looking for. It's inspiring stuff. It really is. The fact that they, that they completely deserve that victory and, and yeah, um, really, really, really earned it. They did. I swear. I mean, good eyes, really discerning eyes allowed them to, you know, make sure you don't swing at the ball that's going to go past the catcher. Make sure that you you uh, you you take a, a walk. Which again, this is Aaron Aaron Hicks' strength. We we know this. Aaron Hicks' strength is not swinging the bat. Is taking a walk. Is to working that count. 
the man did it uh, beautifully, uh, clearly out of a slump, and and it worked perfectly. And 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 you're right. I think it was all it all stemmed from not only Aaron Boone's closed door talking to his stern. Well, that was to. Friday night, and then yeah, they yeah, just that got was a few days ago. Had, whipped. It had to had to sink in, but but Brian Cashman has a uh, has a press conference that sounds like he's addressing a JV beaten down team and and clearly they 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 took it you know and they and they understand that they are all in this together so just motivational motivational stuff but um do you want to read the quotes from cash i do because this is today we're going to be talking about you know a little bit about that uh that walk the 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 clearly beautiful victory from last night but also brian cashman's press conference because this has been a topic of this show quite often right we've you have you really take a lot what he what he says uh, in the past with um, very literally, very literally, I think. And and I've I've tried to temper expectations with you, and sometimes I've tried to walk you off the cliff because it, I think it, he, it, it gets you very frustrated. And I know that, well, and and maybe he understands that that it does, and that's why he's kind of shifted this tone because the tone was different. But the so, tone was exactly to be expected. Go ahead, you read the quotes. All right, Brian Cashman. Here's this is uh, this is Brian Cashman addressing the the New York Yankees JV roster uh, as 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 they are sitting down, just completely bewildered. I don't see us reacting to how how to shake up a roster too quickly, and I don't see us not believing in the staff and and the players that we have. That's our message to the players. We believe in you. We know what you're capable of. This is a bad stretch, and you know what, guys, we're gonna get through this together. This isn't us versus them. This is collectively all of us. We're wearing this together, including me. Guys, I want this you to go out there and give it your give it your best. And let's just make sure that we're having fun and you're supporting each other. And if we come out with a victory, well, let's be happy and smile and walk into the clubhouse and be excited to go to the next day. And maybe, just maybe, we can carry a little bit of momentum. It doesn't matter how we win. Let's just win. Let's go, guys. Let's go. You know when you watch like a 90s sitcom rerun, like Full House or Family Matters or something like that, and then they have a a big moment with the family and everyone gets together, and then the audience collectively goes, aww. That's what would happen after those Brian Cashman comments if there was an audience of Avengers media members on Zoom. It would have just been a big, aww. You're exactly right. And I'm going to make sure that Donald plays some music behind me talking through that quote right now after you some said Disney that. Some Disney music, some nice, some nice I, I need some. I need some Full House, you know, Get a Danny, tear Tanner, down the, Danny Tanner talking, talking to, uh, to DJ after, after a, you know, a, a boy broke her heart. There's going to be a lesson there. There's going to be a lesson in there. And that's what this is. There was a lesson to be learned. And by, by gosh, these guys are going to learn that lesson. And that is, don't swing the bat. <laughs> no, don't swing the bat. You might so, actually win the game if you don't swing the bat. We're we're making fun of this because if anyone thought this press conference was going to be anything other than what it was, and a couple of announcements on some injury news and, and and stuff like that, they just haven't been following the Yankees and how Brian Cashman has operated for a decade plus. He does not overreact. Certainly, he's not going to react strongly to 15 games into a season. 
I understand 15 out of 162 is not a lot. You understand that. Everyone understands that. Everyone who can do simple math, which is not everybody. So please spare the, yeah, spare, spare the, uh, the, the Twitter replies that it's early. It's, yeah, we, I, we know it's early. Okay. Thank you. But the team has looked horrendous. This is the worst stretch, worst start to a season I can remember in a long, long time, especially when you consider this team's expectation is World Series or bust. This isn't a, let's see how the season goes, maybe we can be in contention come September. This is a World Series or bust roster. And this is how you come out of the gate? Flat, mental mistakes, errors, no production with runners on base and runners in scoring position, bad at bats, bad starting pitching. Not hitting home runs, the thing that you're supposed to be doing by far the best. Yeah, like questionable questionable moves all around, like the roster. Everything has been bad. So, but if you if you thought that Brian Cashman was going to get on the Zoom and announce Marcus Thames was fired or Aaron Boone was fired or there was going to be some sweeping changes, you just you just have had your head in the sand because that's not how how they've been operating. Now, I did think it, I did think there was going to be a move announced because why else would you uh, announce a Zoom or schedule a Zoom? I thought maybe they were making a more significant roster decision than calling up Mike Ford or Tyler Wade to replace Jay Bruce. But as it turned out, like, like Andy, what, what were you what were you potentially thinking? There is there's not really many moves to be made. Acquire acquiring someone or signing someone. I, I don't know. I just I, because I was just trying to wrap my head around why would they schedule a press conference? Like, what's the point? If all you're announcing is a few things, like you can do that through Twitter, like which is what they normally do, roster moves. So I thought it was going to be something a little bit more, but as it turns out, Cashman wanted to take the opportunity because he knew Kumbaya. Monday was Monday Kumbaya, was an off day. Baby. So Monday was an off day. They just got swept at home by the Rays and looked terrible. He knew he was going to be bombarded with questions from media like, hey, why does your team suck so bad? So he just wanted to get them all in a room, a room, a virtual room together and address all the questions at once. And that's why he scheduled the press conference. But if you thought Boone was getting fired, if you thought Tams was getting fired, it's just, I'm sorry. Like, go, go, go look what's happened with this team over the last 10, 15 years. And also firing your manager, not that that was ever on in the cards, but firing your manager 15 games into the season is basically saying we give up, right? Well, it's totally different for this one. I mean, it's, it's not on the, it's never, never on the table with this regime because Brian Cashman is now linked with Aaron Boone. So we, we've talked about this with, with contracts expiring in the next couple of years. They're, they need success here. Cashman needs success with Boone too, because he brought him in no experience um, that was a big, risky move, firing the guy who just was a couple outs away from the World Series with a team that was not supposed to even be close to that that position and bringing in a guy with literally zero experience that's ever managed ever in his life. Yeah, now you're connected to that guy. That's a risky move. So now you m- need to do everything possible behind you to to have him win because it's both of you now. Did I ever tell this on the podcast? Remember I read that Clappish book, uh, The Empire? Yeah. Um, Part of that book talks about how Aaron Boone was hired and the interview process and how impressed they were. And one of the examples they use is that one of the quizzes that they gave the managers is they just presented them with statistics with no names and said, fill out the lineup card based on these statistics. And apparently Aaron Boone got eight out of nine right, according to Yankees nerds. That was the highest score. 
And Klappish wrote in the book, that was one of the, the big takeaways from the Aaron Boone interview was that he, he passed the nerd quiz. Yeah, that's, that's not something. So, I mean, I, I just, you, I'm just, I just do is think that they know analytics walking into that. And Aaron, I mean, Aaron Boone gives you the answers that you want to hear quite often. He's that he's a media guy. He probably knows that they're, he, he definitely knows that they're looking at this analytical approach. They're literally getting rid of uh, Joe Girardi, who's definitely a, a different style manager. So he's giving the answers that they know that they're, they're, they want to hear. It's, it's like, it's like already having the, um, the answers to a test and walking in and being surprised that you did well on the test. So what would you have liked Cashman to have done? I, I didn't think there was anything to be done. I, I didn't know what the press conference was going to be about. I, I certainly, um, you know, didn't expect any big moves. Like you said, that's not what they do. Even a, even a hitting coach in the middle of the season, I, I'm not sure what that's going to do for this team. If they if they bail on anybody right now, it's just egg on their face. It looks like they're, they, they didn't prepare the correct way in the offseason. And no one's going to say that. Not now, at least. No one's going to say that. So a pet peeve of mine is people thinking firing a hitting coach really can do anything. Like, what is a hitting coach really going to do for Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Hicks? These guys are veterans of baseball who who have been established in the major leagues. Like, they're well, either going to hit necessarily or not hit. because because there are the hitting coach can can certainly pick up on small mechanical issues or small little tweaks that can make a difference. And it's not only Marcus Tim's doing that. There's a no, team I know of people. I, I, I know by that. the Yankees that that are watching hours and hours of footage of these guys swinging a bat that are doing that. Maybe Correct. Marcus Timms is the one communicating it to them, but but firing Marcus Timms is not going to snap these guys out of a slump. That's foolish was to it, think wasn't otherwise. It, uh, wasn't it Robbie Cano's dad who who had like fixed his swing a couple times, like watching Robbie Cano's on... dad was maybe the one who got him all the steroids, but he was the one who threw to him in the home run derby. Yeah, uh, but he also definitely helped him with his swing. Uh, you know, if if uh, he, just by watching, you could tell some certain things. So I, I mean, look, I do think that that if you have the familiarity with a guy, and Marcus Timms has been with the organization for a long time, and he came up with a lot of these guys too. Like he's been around these guys for a very long time. So there's a rapport there. So I I don't look. I think that the hitting coaches and the, you know you go down the line with the coaches. You could you could probably say that it's overblown, um, you know, their specific role with each individual player. And and you're saying because they have all of these guys and the and the data and the and the film and all these things. But they it's it's important to have that person that you trust as a consultant to work with you one-on-one about certain things and and the way to go about fixing certain things. And I think that back and forth in the rapport and even the conversation and just like identifying certain things um and having a trust with someone is important. But that said, there's there's not much to it. There's not much that's that's happening clearly that's changing approach at all. There's no approach change here. It's just a matter of look like at that we gotta inning. put our head down and and just power through this. I look Literally. at that eighth inning last night. They load the bases with nobody out. And what was their approach at the plate? Like they ended Home up runs. popping up three times. Yes. You got a pop-up from Frazier, you got a pop-up from Glaber, and a pop-up from uh Gary Sanchez. And if it weren't for a pass ball and and a walk. They're not scoring a run there. So I look at the approach and there was no, let's just try and lift a ball to, to the deep part of the outfield. Let's try and make contact, hit the ball the other way. No, none of that. It's still, I want to be the hero and hit it into the bleachers and get the grand slam and then get the curtain call for the 9,500 people in, in the stadium because I don't want to get booed because they've been booing my ass all game. So keep trying to hit for home runs, uh, then, then, then see what happens because you're either going to pop out or strike out if you're not connecting. 
uh, perfectly. I, yeah, I don't understand it. To me, if I'm a guy that's struggling as well, I'm, I'm cutting things down. I'm going back to some basic mechanical, um, you know, X's and O's here and is just trying to make coach thing. Simple. Is that a Marcus Tim's approach? Yeah, it should you be. Sit a guy it, down and be like, hey, let's, let's break it down here. You need yes. to just start. Yes. Bat through the zone. It's like, longer, it's like a golf swing. Playing like all a, that kind of stuff. It's like a golf swing. When you, when you, when you realize that you are just completely screwed, right? And I'm sure it happens to every one of us because no one, no one listening to this show or on the show is, is, uh, you know, a professional golfer or, and probably even a scratch. Maybe there's a few, but the majority of people in the world are bad golfers at the end of the day, whether they want to admit it or not. But if you can simplify and even take things back, like as a bad golfer, I can start to hit it straight a little bit if I just don't, I just go square to square and I, you know, limit my backswing and like essentially putt my driver, you know, I'll go 175 yards dead straight and I can do that practically every time, choke up and just like do a half swing. I can get the ball down there. It's because you're just, you're trying to simplify, you're taking out a lot of the the things that, that get you messed up in the first place. And you can certainly do that with a baseball swing too, especially with these guys, the, the um, bat to bat to ball skills uh, as being a professional hitter. But it doesn't doesn't look like anybody besides Gio Urshela or DJ LeMahieu who's doing that. What'd and you I, shoot this and I don't understand that. Huh? What'd you shoot this morning? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, 40, 46. After that two sevens, I put up two sevens in the beginning. Two sevens in the beginning. Yeah, that's a nice comeback by you. It was a nice comeback. It was because the yeah. guy I was playing with got cocky and gave me, tried to give me a putt that I refused. I was like, oh. <laughs> how long was the putt? How dare you, how dare you try to give me a putt? It was not a long putt, but we don't give each other putts when we play, a, we play nine holes on early Wednesday mornings. And he, uh, you know, he was playing, he was playing well through the first couple of holes, got a little cocky, started talking about it. I saw the writing on the wall and then he tried to give me a putt. I was like, I'm not taking that goddamn putt. Can't take putts for granted. <laughs> I'm not taking that putt. I'm not, no, I'm not taking that putt. I'm not picking it up. Because you don't want to give him the putt. And it will get in the hole. No, I knew what he was doing. I knew that he was getting cocky and just like giving me something because he was winning at that point. Did you make the putt? I made the putt and then I kicked his ass for the rest of the nine holes because he got cocky and the golf gods came down and smacked the shit out of him. That's what happened. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. 
It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. The, the, uh, yeah. So the approach, the approach thing is, is definitely, I mean, maybe they tried to shake up the lineup last night. Hicks wasn't in the lineup. Clint Frazier wasn't in the lineup to start. And they also started Mike Ford and Rugi Odor sat. And people acted like this was a major shakeup. I didn't consider it a major shakeup because really the only one that got benched, quote unquote, was Aaron Hicks because Clint Frazier's in a platoon. So he just didn't start. So, so you benched Aaron Hicks, who's hitting 100. Okay, great. That, that's like a real major. Well, major he did get benched because because Gardner uh, Gardner didn't Gardner play center, and Talkman was in left. He did, yeah. So therefore, Frazier did get benched, but he yeah, hasn't been starting yeah. a lot anyway. I'm just saying. Look, I I was excited when I saw that Frazier was coming in. First of all, let's can we talk about a couple things here? Um, Boone tried to give away this game. And and I don't care what people say. It's the, the guys have to hit. Yes, I understand that. The guys have to hit. Okay. Now that that's been said, he tried to give up the game. With How so? Lukey coming, coming back in oh, Luke, into the yeah, seventh uh, inning by, yeah. by getting cocky to flip around Pablo fucking Sandoval. How is that guy still in the league? Are we, are we serious? Are we really making decisions on who's going to pitch between... Chad Green, who's one of the best relievers in the league, and Lucas L- Lucky Lukey, who is name. the last guy in the Won't bullpen. be on the roster probably when Zach Britton comes back in And we're in getting May. cute by starting the inning to flip around Pablo Sandoval. Get the out of my face with this. Give him the inning. And, and oh, by the way, because of this nonsense, um, uh, Freddie Freeman got that bat. That that could have been devastating. He hit the ball hard. Luckily, it was right at LeMahieu, but it could have been devastating. And and Chad Green was in a position now where there's a runner on first, not coming in with that clean inning like Aaron Boone loves to do. Getting cute starts with getting cute, and that's exactly what he did. And he almost blew the game because of because of that. And I'm not saying he didn't. The players almost blew the game because of the situations they were put in. He is consistently this year putting guys in shitty positions. And, and positions where they they cannot succeed at their uh, you know with the highest percentage of 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 uh, of success rate or whatever he's just not putting them in a good position and it's driving me nuts he's driving me nuts more now than he's ever driven me nuts yeah a lot of people are going back to their records starting in the beginning of 2020 the the short season and and pointing to the fact that they're really only a game over 500 I believe now with the win last night a game over 500 or two games over 500 when you date back there. And it gets a little messy when you when you start to span seasons. It gets but, very messy. You can't really do that. 
but but this team has it's not, such an opportunistic take. You know, it's very of course opportunistic. It is. But 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 the team certainly, I think, has regressed from an overall, uh, what's the word? Just cohesiveness skill level <laughs> it's cohesiveness and consistency and fundamental standpoint has been a regression pretty much since Aaron Boone has taken over and i don't think that can be a coincidence like i'm sure he's very good at certain things very good communicator maybe the players love him maybe he is beloved by the Yankees front office and everything that they present him with, he takes and understands and tries does what they are asking him to do. I mean, Brian Cashman has said Aaron Boone is doing exactly what he needs to be doing. So clearly they believe in the manager, but I look at the results on the field and I say, things are getting worse, not better. And who are you going to blame? Okay. There's only a few people you can blame. There's the players. There's the manager. And there's the general manager. Those who can, those are the people that really bear the brunt of the blame. One of the one of the biggest things that I, I think that when you're looking at a guy that doesn't have much experience and is coming in as the relationship guy, right? You're, you're, there's a huge piece of the season missing. When you're playing through a season and you enter one of these bad slumps, and it happens every year with a team, not necessarily like this with the New York Yankees, where literally every single player is slumping, you know, maybe uh, aside from uh, a couple guys, Urshela and, and DJ, even though DJ early on was... Has DJ quote, slumping looked for like his DJ, own though? Like, I feel like DJ... I think lately even... he's definitely been... No, I, I... There's an intensity to him. Yeah, he still looks like DJ. Even even when he's grounding into, um, you know, the... Uh, in, grounding out with runners in scoring position or the bases loaded, like, the frustration's there. You can see it all over his face. So, yes, it's it just seems like he was... Let's put it this way. DJ off. can be better than DJ's been. Oh, for sure. But also you need some protection around you, like add some protection around you and maybe he'll see better pitches also. But my point is, is that when you, when you have a relationship guy, that relationship guy can come into play when needed, right? When, when there's like a tough situation with a player or whenever that relationship guy needs to show up to smooth the situation over or to, to, to walk through guys and make them feel comfortable, even though Last year, you could you could argue that in the playoffs, the relationship guy didn't exist because Gary Sanchez was not being communicated uh, com- was not being communicative with Gary Sanchez in a positive way that made him feel good about being benched in the playoffs. But what you're missing now is that baseball guy all throughout the year, the baseball guy, the baseball guy that knows the situations, the baseball guy that knows what to say to individual players when they're not doing well, the baseball guy. To, that knows how to harness the talent when a guy is going well and and you know make sure that that is being seen on a level to the rest of the players. The baseball guy that knows how to get through those slumps on uh, on a team and and make sure that there are some guys picking other guys up and making sure that they're drilling you know certain areas when they become a focus point of of regression. That baseball guy is not there. You know maybe there's some of it. Maybe Carlos Mendoza is. Is the baseball guy and the there's dugout not many of, like of those guys in guy? the league anymore? Those guys in the league are are being pushed out for for newer wave, more analytically driven, analytically thinking guys. The it's, quote unquote but, baseball guy is like it's hard to find now. And but when I'm saying baseball guy too, I'm talking about also like just the small intricacies of of the of the game, which which go back to fundamentals. And if you can't get better throughout a season and refresh your brain 
on fundamentals, then we have a serious problem because most of the time when you do that, when you break it down, when you KISS, keep it simple, stupid, and you get back to those good places, that's when these players who have unbelievable talent and have gotten to this point, that's when they can get back on their horse and start flourishing, not by pressing too hard, not by doing the same thing over and over and over again and praying that it comes out of it and just waiting through that. It's breaking it back down, getting back to your good place, getting back to that simple place, and then building from there. And that's just not happening. And that's infuriating to watch. It really is. But when I see Gio doing that, exactly that, going the other way, taking the pitches that are there, and then guess what he does last night? He smokes a ball that's that that Morton leaves up in the zone that should be tattooed, dead center field. It's exactly what he does. He tattoos that ball because he's trying to hit a line drive. He's not trying to trying to hit that ball over the fence. He's trying to make good contact, make really good uh, a connection with that ball and and see what happens with it. And that's when that ball went over the fence. He smoked that ball. The the Yankees, though, believe in their players. They believe in their approach, their, their strategy, their players that they have put on this roster. So their plan is to stay the course because eventually the banging will come. Eventually, all these guys are going to start hitting a ton of home runs. They're going to start scoring runs in bunches, and it's not going to be an issue. That is, I think, that is their thinking. No, that is the mentality. Is of course, that's the mentality. We know that's the mentality. But again, that it becomes the problem when you do hit these lulls because these lulls are are just magnified sure. to a a different level. And unfortunately, for teams like this, guess what? That 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 will happen also when you face good pitching. When do you face good pitching? When do you face the most good pitching at the highest frequencies? The playoffs. So this is a problem that unless they address it during the regular season, that's not going to go away. And it's going to rear its ugly head again. And it's going to happen in October. How about the people that are saying, oh, wait till it gets warm out. The Yankees will start crushing the ball. They'll start doing... I was talking about this with somebody the other day uh, in in a random work call. They were talking about that narrative and like that narrative while maybe true is stupid and ridiculous because what kind of temperatures come in October? (laughs) It's cold again. Also the Yankees played a a whole road trip in Florida indoors and then outside in the, in the Dunedin sun. It's a a real, plenty warm there. What happened? It's like it was 80 degrees there. Why didn't they hit a bunch of home runs? So is the win last night as dirty and ugly as it was, is that a turning point? Is that something you just need to get it under your belt? Okay, we won by hook or by crook. We won. Who cares how it looked? Let's move forward. We're back in the win column. Even though we're still in last place, let's just start baby stepping forward. Sure. You can use anything you want to build on, right? You can you can spin any any kind of win narrative. Whatever you want, you can spin as long as you're doing it in a way that makes sense. Sure, they can do that. They're lying to themselves if they if they want to do it with, with that particular win because it was probably the ugliest of, of, of possible ways to win. They literally did nothing to deserve that besides Gio Rochella. And and Tyon even the fact good. that Tyon pitched well. Tyon I mean, did look posi- Tyon looked very posi- good. That's a positive takeaway. If you're looking for positive yes, takeaways absolutely. here, he got his five and strong bullpen, innings. And the bullpen looked good. The bullpen Bullpens looked, looked great all, all season. I mean, it's sure. not the I mean, certainly Kluber has been bad and he's gonna pitch um against Atlanta tonight. But, you know, uh, if you're looking for, if, I mean, the- I thought Tyon looked really good. I thought that hook is 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 nasty. Like he, when he's on, 
he's very good. He's really hard to hit and fun to watch. He's really fun to watch. So I'm really hoping that they're able to stretch him out and we're able to get more of him because I just, the the 80 pitchers, five innings, I just, the, the taste is like, oh my gosh, I want more. I want more. And well, I understand the what they're doing, is, but I want more. The, the thing is about that win is it's like, like you said, they did not, they did basically nothing to deserve the win, especially from the offensive side of the ball. So how do they... Outside take, Gio Rochella. How do they take that what do they do with that? Do they do, do does the offense go into third into Wednesday night's game with a little bit more confidence just because they scored runs? Like bottom line is they scored runs and that's been a struggle for them. Or, runs were scored for them, yes. Whatever. They but like scoreboard, <laughs> the runs are there on the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you can you can you can go one of two ways with this. You can just you can just fall back into what you've been doing and nothing will change and they're gonna get, you know, blown out again, or or just because a little something positive, a little sprinkle, sprinkle of positivity on the Yankees' night last night, the fact that they won, that could be a turning point. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But sure, I, I think I think if you're making this, a, if this is going to be a turning point, like it's going to be the, the how they follow it up as well. You know, it's going to be Brian f- Cashman's electric comments. Yeah, it was the it was the it was the electricity that came from that uh, from from that from those words. But they they have to look at the approach. I think if you want to look at something. You know, I was joking on Twitter last night that the new hitting coach for the New York Yankees, Gio Urshela, who smoked that ball. But I mean, you look at that approach, look at Gio's approach. I, I, I'm hoping that that's getting into the heads of these guys and Gio's talking about it. Gio's having fun, going with pitches, doing the doing the little things to get, get um, you know, get uh, bat to ball and and have effective at bats. And last night was proof, proof positive. You start doing those little things and you start seeing the ball differently and you are locked in and line drives go over the fence. If we can get that approach from some of these other guys, I believe in their talents as well. I think these guys are very talented. Of course they are, but they need to break it down a little bit and start doing some small things so that they can really expand upon them. And I think that's how you turn something around. So I'm All not right. here for waiting, the and, waiting the and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until you, you, you finally connect and your shoes are still on and the ball goes over the fence a few times. Like, let's just actually be professional baseball players and get better mechanically and, and actually try to improve rather than just freaking wait and be stubborn. Baseball That's infuriating. Is a, baseball is a long season, but there are certain points where some urgency is needed. And I think after this 15-game stretch, the Yankees needed, need, needed, need some urgency because you can find yourself in a situation where if you just have a horrific April, your hole is too big to dig yourself out of no matter how well you play for the rest of the season. I'm not saying the Yankees are there, but... But that's that's just the reality of how the Yankees have been playing so far. So eventually you do need to have some urgency. You can't just keep saying it's a long season, it's a long season, it's gonna come, it's gonna come. Because what happen what happens if you're 14 games under 500 and it and it's June and the division's and, good and everybody else keeps yeah, winning? It's like, okay, or maybe they even get to 14 games under 500, five games under 10 games under 500, whatever it is, even if they're 500, it's like, okay, well, eventually. You're gonna run out of calendar, right? It's it's hard to say that in April. I understand that, but yes, I, I'm I'm more looking at these guys should should be identifying the fact that you know maybe this isn't just us slumping and it's not working. Maybe maybe the pitchers are making more adjustments to us. Maybe there is a, you said that like, more of a book out yeah. originally with that first weekend. You were like, I just noticed more fastballs in the middle of the zone that they were swinging through. And that might be early season rust, or that might just be here. Here it is, hit it because I know you can't. Well, 
I mean, we've seen them struggle. We've seen these guys, uh, especially Stanton, struggle with fastballs up in the zone. Uh, I keep going back to that that Verlander at bat like four four years ago, three four years ago, where he just here it is. I dare you, and you just blew away uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Yes, if they're if they're if they're being exposed on some of these at bats, it, it does seem like they're they're picking out them a little bit more. But again, it's I, I don't want to be sitting here waiting uh, because. One, that's not fun to watch. And two, that's just that's just me seeing professional athletes not making the adjustments that are necessary to be better. Just be freaking better. Be better. Be better. That's that's the takeaway here. Well, we wanted to get on and, and discuss the, the the Cashman press conference and and I, I guess just the state of how the Yankees are handling this this slow start. So hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back again for the Friday Fives episode. The Yankees got a, a weekend series in Cleveland coming up. So I know it's a four game series, but we'll be we'll be talking to you Friday morning. Scott, any last words? That's it. Just be better, baby. Be better. Let's take a nice little two game sweep uh, against the uh, the Atlanta Braves. Feel good going to Cleveland. Take care of business. This is this Get could be a snowball good start rolling here. downhill. Let's go. Let's go. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.